It's time for The Outspoken Cyclist, your weekly conversation about bicycles, cyclists, trails, travel, advocacy, the bike industry, and much, much more. You can subscribe to our weekly podcast at OutspokenCyclist.com or through your favorite podcatching app to listen anytime. Now here's your host, Diane Jenks. Hello and welcome to The Outspoken Cyclist. I'm your host, Diane Jenks, and this is a special episode of the show. You may remember in my last episode that I spoke about how so many publications, both print and online, have either ceased to exist, have become shadows of their former selves, or have laid off or fired their very best reporters, editors, photographers, and more. So as the saying goes, out of the ashes rises the phoenix, and now that phoenix is called the Escape Collective. Along with Kaylee Fretz, who was the editor-in-chief of Velo News, a slew of these top-notch journalists have come together to offer up a product just for you. Not for advertisers, not for clicks, not for page views, just for you. This episode of The Outspoken Cyclist is airing on March 11th, and the full site for Escape Collective should be up in the next week. It isn't free, which is exactly the point, since we all know you get what you pay for. But here is my conversation with Kaylee. He'll explain it all, and at the end, I hope you see that there will be value in this model and help to support it. Hi, Kaylee. Welcome to The Outspoken Cyclist. Thanks for joining me today. How are you? I am excellent. Thanks for having me. You are excellent and busy. (laughs) Very busy. (laughs) It's been a busy week. (laughs) Yes, but it's been a good week. I want to talk about Escape Collective. So it's going to be an online voice for cycling, which we desperately need since so many publications and journalists have sort of been cast to the winds. Um, I'd like to chat about what led up to the formation of Escape Collective but I want to know a little bit about you and bringing you, bringing our listeners up to speed so they know what you're doing at the helm of this new uh, adventure. So tell us about you. Uh, I've been in bike media, cycling media for a very long time. In fact, since I got out of, out of college, I could go all the way back to there if you want to. Uh, sure. But I was, a, I, was a, I was a reporter. I was a reporter at Vela News for about seven years uh, and, you know, Covered the Tour de France many times and and the Rio Olympic Games and all that other big exciting things that that I very much enjoyed, and then around 2017 went over to Cycling Tips uh, at the behest of its founder Wade Wallace and went over originally as kind of a features writer and basically Wade Wade pulled me up into the editor in chief role at Cycling Tips and so I was I was leading the editorial there for about four and a half years kind of oversaw its big growth in the United States and and I think oversaw cycling tips kind of turning into a bit of a household name in the bike media world, particularly in this on this continent. It was already huge in Australia. Uh, and we, our, our big thing was pulling it into the US and, and Europe and the UK. And then cycling tips was acquired by Outside Interactive Inc. Uh, in the summer of 2021. And uh, roughly 18 months after that, uh, I was laid off from my role as the editor-in-chief of Cycling Tips and found myself last November uh, jobless uh, and and listless somewhat, 
Uh, and this escape collective is this my solution and Wade's solution. I actually got back together with with CT founder Wade Wallace for this. Is our solution to that uh, unemployment and listlessness, <laughs> uh, not only for myself but also for for a number of colleagues. It's not just cycling tips. It's not just Velo News. Uh, road bike action got the axe last week. E bike action. Uh, and a lot of journalists. So you've actually, this is such a good idea, your escape collective. So let's let's tell listeners exactly what your your pie in the sky concept is that now you've actually brought back down to earth. What was it that you wanted to see that might be different from what we have now? We we identified a couple sort of big problems within bike media that I think are at the core of why things are going poorly across much of the industry. Uh, the, the things that you just mentioned, I mean, the, the really sad closure of road bike action last week, uh, you know, it's indicative of of models and markets that are not working and, 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 and media that isn't really working. And so we, Wade and I, you know, sh- shortly after uh, the layoffs, Wade and I got together and we were basically like, well, how do we, how do we shift the, the dynamics somewhat how do we how do we come at this from a different direction and um what we did is we we looked around in other places for for something that was working and and what was working was going straight to the audience for your revenue as as a model now we didn't come up with this you know there there are other major titles that have done this the athletic in in ball sports uh something like defector sort of getting born out of out of the ashes of deadspin um there's a, a there's a couple there's a great one in golf there's a similar thing in surfing so it's not like we made up this model but we we're, the, we're, the, we're sort of the first ones to really try it and really make a go of it in the cycling space uh there's been some other some other efforts on that front but i think we came in with frankly like a, a, a bit broader and larger uh goals <laughs> that than, than what's been tried before so the the idea here is that instead of taking you know 80 90 plus percent of our revenue uh, generally from the industry that we're covering and the industry that we're working which would be the cycling industry we kind of flip that on its head and and we go to the audience and say if you want really good content if you want uh content you can trust if you want reviews you can trust and tech covers you can trust and racing coverage that isn't about clicks it's about information and analysis if you want these things then you need to give us a hundred dollars. And what that does is it, it, it flips the entire sort of media model on its head because the customer then is the audience. It's the reader or the listener, as opposed to the customer being the industry. And, 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 you know, under the, under that traditional model, we're, we're essentially selling the audience to the industry. And we, we just love that idea. Like we love the idea of working for, the people that are actually consuming the content. It seems very obvious, but the it's not how the internet has sort of ever worked. And it's why everything on the internet in general is free is because you're being sold all over the place. And flipping that on its head and going straight to the audience is our solution. It's again, a solution that we've seen work elsewhere. And based off of the response in the first week, I think it's a solution that readers and listeners are are kind of craving at this point because yeah there's there's this trust gap in endemic cycling media and niche cycling media uh, and we think we can we can fix it with our editorial and fix it with 
essentially the model that underpins that editorial. So it's interesting that uh, I pay for a lot of content. I mean, part of it is I'm a journalist and I want to read all this content, like The Guardian, like uh, Washington Post, like New York Times. I mean, you can get things from them, but you can't get the in-depth stuff. And I think it's important that journalists are paid for their work. And that's where there was, I think, a huge uh, disconnect between the internet and the uh, the person who logs in. It doesn't understand that, uh, well, you're getting paid for your job. Why shouldn't Kaylee get paid to be editor-in-chief of the publication for which he works? So I think it's a great model. I think it's one that uh, will work. And I think it's already evidenced by uh, by the number of people who jump right into the fray. And I have to full disclosure, say that I was one of them. I think that it's an important um, piece of changing the narrative in cycling. And that I think is going to be really important. Uh, we're speaking with Kaylee Fretz. He is the editor-in-chief of Escape Collective, a brand new online source for cycling. We will tell you how to get involved as we uh, as we move down the line here with some more questions and answers. So, you know, I'm wondering what you see as maybe the most compelling part of the work you're going to do. I know that everybody loves great photography. Everybody loves great tech stuff. Do you think your editorial is, I mean, I love the stories in adventure cyclist, for example, people love storytelling. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's where you're going to be able to shine and who's going to be your um, contributors? Who are your contributors? I think I want to know that too. So, all of this kind of uh, kind of comes back to the model, right? So, and, and and basically comes back to incentives. So, part of the reason why most of the media that we consume in the cycling space looks the way it does is because essentially it's incentivized for maximum page views, maximum uniques per month, maximum these big sort of uh, we call them vanity metrics because that's kind of what they are. But that's those are the numbers that you need if you want to keep a sort of traditional model uh, niche media entity afloat. You, you have to have those things. You have to have millions of people coming to your website every single month. Now, I would love to have millions of people coming to our website every month, and I think we will get there. But the reality for me is that I only need like in the thousands to give me money, <laughs> not me directly, to give escape money to to survive, right? Like that's what we need for for viability. And so what that does is it changes the way that we think about content because instead of writing five stories after the finish of the tour of Flanders, each story with, you know, based off of one quote, each one is 350 words because then I can get people to click on five stories. Instead. Now I can write one story, right? I can write one story that includes all of this context and includes all of this depth. And if I can do that properly, and by I, again, I'm, I'm speaking about the, the whole collective here. If we could do that properly, then the audience is getting essentially what they paid for. They're getting, they're getting something that's a bit different, a bit better than what's found everywhere else. And so the model is what essentially frees us up to, to write the things that we would really like to write and not chase these vanity metrics and you know tell deeper stories 
go significantly deeper on on bike racing, go significantly deeper in reviews and tech stuff, go significantly deeper in adventure. And you know, we want to talk about bike packing. We want to we want to dive into mountain biking at some point. Uh, but the, the sort of like the individual piece of content uh, within any of these disciplines is going to feel very different from us because it is not incentivized by getting the maximum number of people to click on it. It's incentivized by getting the maximum number of people to love it. Because if you love it, you're going to pay for it. If you're just clicking on it and it doesn't really mean much to you and it doesn't provide much value to you, you're never going to, you're never going to pay for it. And that's not valuable to me at that point. Uh, but if you love that piece of content enough to sign up, that is what I'm after. And that, that flip of incentive for our journalists, for our reporters, for our for our writers and photographers, that flip of incentive is going to result in content that that feels, I think, quite different from anything else in the space. Uh, now, I don't want to oversell it. Like there are there are there's stories we're going to write just because we feel like the audience needs this information that are not going to be six thousand word investigative reporting. Right? There's gonna there's still going to be plenty of just stories that we want to get out, get out in the world we need to get out in the world quicker but we are incentivized to produce things that yeah that that, that drive uh drive an audience to pay for them and that's a very different type of story than the type of story that is, is essentially incentivized by just getting people to click on it we're speaking with Kaylee Fretz. He's the editor-in-chief of the new escape collective we're going to take a real quick break and when we come back i want to ask him some questions about who his reporters are, can people pitch stories, and, <laughs> and what people are going to get when they join the collective. You're listening to The Outspoken Cyclist. are back on the Outspoken Cyclist. I'm your host, Diane Jenks, and we're speaking with Kaylee Fretz. He is the editor-in-chief of the Escape Collective. If you haven't heard of it, you're hearing of it now, and you might just want to join up. So we were talking about um, your ability with the model that you're offering to offer in-depth reporting. And while I am not, and I, I I have to be quite honest, I am not a huge racing fan. What would what would you be able to offer somebody like me who still on the periphery likes to know, for example, who's leading the tour, or <laughs> uh, you know, or what is you know what what happened today without. Um, without making it look like, oh, I got to click on this and, you know, then I'll get to see that and, and that kind of thing. But to make it more um, appealing to a broader audience, maybe that's what I'm, I'm asking. Is that what you want to do? Yes and no. I, you know, we do want to we want to we want to open the tent as much as possible. Right. Like we, we want we want the, the the maximum number of people to uh, to come in and engage with with what we're creating and, and engage with the sport. Right. That That's that's what's good for the sport as a whole. And that's that's you know definitely one of the end goals. At the same time, the sort of editorial strategy behind a lot of this uh, to, to kind of dive into that that side of things is basically to go deeper instead of going wider. So I don't expect people to, to come to Escape Collective and, and be very interested in every single story that we put up, right? What I hope is that 
you know, if you have a particular passion, uh, let, let's let's say it's you know, let's say you're just massively into bikepacking, for example. If you have this particular passion, we have the deepest, most authentic content in that space, uh, and that is enough for you to to sign up with us, right? That that's essentially that's that's their that's how we survive. So again, that that incentivizes me to hire reporters and hire journalists that want to go really deep really deep in these areas and make sure that we have the absolute best content in these particular areas. So it's this interesting balance between, you know, like I said, opening the tent as wide as we possibly can and make sure, making sure that everything is, is very accessible while also understanding that like really broad sort of skim the surface content is not really all that, that useful to me. And it's not that useful to the audience. Uh, and effectively, if it's not useful to the audience, then it's not useful to me either. It's it's this it's this nice little cycle where the the incentives are finally aligned between what we want to produce and what people want to read, right? And so, yeah, a, a, a lot of depth in various areas. Um, I think one of the things we're gonna we're gonna really focus on, and this is one of those, um, this is actually probably a little bit into the future because the essentially I'm we can scale with revenue. And we can and revenue is is membership, right? So it's basically the more members we bring in, the more journalists we can hire, the more beats we can cover, the more content we can produce. So one of the beats that we really want to cover is advocacy, which I think is is a is a place that's just there's not enough reporting uh, around it in in the cycling space. We don't want to just preach the choir on that either. We want to, we want to write stories that that pull in new audiences. Transport cycling. So, uh, you know, one of our, our our tech editor James Wong is is sort of famous for his love of a cargo bike. You know, I want to produce the best possible content around areas like that that take our content mix away from again just the Tour de France, uh, just the Tour of Flanders, just the you know the, the the spandex racers in Europe, which we love. Like we, the sport of cycling, I think is is full of more beautiful stories than any other sport in the world. But we also know that cycling is is way bigger than that. And one of our objectives over the next couple months is to pull in enough membership to fund those beats uh, that we feel are really, really, well, there's just nothing out there uh, on a lot of those. And we feel like we can do them really well uh, and that they'll be good for the entire cycling community when we can finally get to that point. So I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful that that's in our immediate future. And again, to sort of come back to, to the way that we're funding all of this, it is it's a very it's a very linear relationship between the number of people that sign up and the stuff that we can cover. And and yeah, folks out there, if if, uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, well, sign up because that's how we're going to get there. Do you have any indication? I know that you'll recognize a lot of the names of the people who have already signed up, people like Richard Sachs, people like <laughs> me, you know, who who are sort of well-known in the industry. But do you have any indication based on the information that you get when you sign up? Because I had to do some things uh, to tell you some mm -hmm. things about who I am of, of who is signing up, how broad the interests are. I mean, I know a lot of people jumped on board because of you, because of James, because of just who you've been over the years in the, in the space. But uh, do, are you seeing a lot of new people, names you haven't seen before? And are they coming from areas that are going to support the kind of thinking you you have right now? I hope so. Yeah. So uh, absolutely. We're seeing names that I've never seen before. Uh, I mean, 
total membership is many thousands and there's just uh, there's no way for me to know all those people there's definitely there's lots of familiar names which is amazing uh <laughs> gary fisher was just was just in our in our member discord chatting away like i think that's a pretty amazing and unique thing right uh we you know lots of sort of pretty famous folks uh from from the bike world are are supportive and that has been unbelievable but i mean there's just thousands and thousands of folks out there who i think believe in the vision and are hoping that we can we can execute basically which is you know we're, we're about a week away from actual full site at this point. And that's, that's the kind of terrifying part for me right now is that now I've got, now I've got all this sort of uh, vocal and financial support and, and we need to turn it into, into a real product. And, and uh, tell you like we're, we're working basically 24 seven across three time zones to make that happen at this point in time. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, the response has been, been amazing. Uh, we have this, member discord uh which is basically like a, a chat right and when you sign up you, you get instructions on how to get into this thing and there's a couple thousand people in there and every single time i go in there there's there's more folks that have tagged me in questions and tagged other editors in questions and have provided direction like one of the things that we've told people right from the start is tell us what you want because we work for you now like we you're the ones paying us you are the client and we want to create the content that you want us to create. Uh, now, with thousands of people, I'm not going to be able to create the perfect website for every single one of you out there. But I'm going to we're going to do our best to to essentially take stock of what most people are looking for and make those things priorities. So stuff like the sort of transport beats and utility beats and advocacy beats. That's what that's a perfect example of something that. We've been hearing a lot from the members saying we want this stuff, and so you know I've essentially moved it up in my kind of phase one, phase two, phase three. Where where do we get depending on revenue? I've moved it up the chain because clearly it's something that people are asking for and something that I think we can deliver on. And as soon as I as soon as it says essentially as soon as I get the cash to hire the right people to do that and to do it properly, we'll do it. Uh, and and that's the that's the power of the model. That's the power of us working directly for the audience. Well, you make me want to work for you. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of kidding because I'm kind of retired, except for my podcast. I I'm barely and bike fitting. I'm barely in the industry anymore, uh, which is not true. Advocacy is my big thing. Advocacy and urban planning and getting the people mm -hmm. out there who are doing that stuff. So um, I would like to. Uh, ask you to tell my listeners how they can join the collective and exactly what they'll get when they do. Sure. So at the moment, we're still in our launch phase. Uh, and so we don't actually have a like, fully functional website that's out. We're not producing content just yet, except for podcasts uh, and the occasional sort of social post. That's all coming in the middle of March. So right now, you can head to escapecollective.cc. Uh, and you can sign up there and you will be your name will, will end up on our on our founders wall, uh, which I, I just love scrolling through that thing. It's, it's amazing. And you can leave a little note to us and all sorts of stuff. That founders wall, the sort of the, the names that will be on that founders wall, we're going to we're going to cut that off in the middle of next week as soon as we launch the full site. So this is sort of like the last week that you can get in on the ground floor 
so to speak, what you get for your membership. So once we fully launch uh, next week, you'll be a member of the site and we will have a, a, a what's called metered paywall. So, uh, you know, a couple free stories a month and then a paywall is going to drop. If you are a member, no paywall. So you get, you know, you get access to 100% of all of our content. Uh, you also get access to the private Discord that I was talking about before. That that's got all all sorts of interesting people floating around it. Uh, we were doing live podcasts this week via that Discord. We do lots of Q and A's with editors. Although the coolest thing about the Discord, we always sort of tout it as like, oh, you can talk to us. Ah, who wants to talk to us? I think it's actually way cooler that people can talk to each other on that thing. And you have this really amazing community of cycling fans who are all into what. Escape is doing, but also just into bikes, right? And and the sort of the community interacting with itself is such an amazing thing in that Discord. So you get access to that Discord. You know, we'll, we'll have we'll have uh, special merch and stuff like that available to members only down the line. But the big thing is, you know, you're supporting a you're supporting a media entity that is determined to work for you, and you're helping us get off the ground. Uh, and that's the big, that's the big, it's almost like an NPR, uh, support message, right? Yes. You're going to, we're going to drop the paywall. Yes. You'll have access to all of our content. Yes. You'll have, you'll have access to the discord. Uh, but the big thing is if you believe in what we're trying to do right now, you know, this is the moment to sign up because while we are, we hit viability early this week, which is sort of like our, our, our minimum, you know, that's just the start line. Like I said, it, it, the more people, the more members we can add the more journalists I can hire. You and I both know there are plenty of amazing journalists out there without work right now. Uh, yes. The more journalists I can hire, the more beats we can cover, the more t content we can produce, the whole thing. It's 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 that amazing linear relationship between the uh, the number of supporters and and what we can do. And so that's that's like I'm a terrible salesman. That's my best pitch. That's you know <laughs> if if you if you believe if you believe in if, if you believe in what we're doing yeah, now's the time to to sign up because it shows us that that this is something that that is going to work. Yeah, you're on the right track. So the one last yep. question I have, and my husband and I were talking about this earlier today, and we talked about it yesterday when I told him that I would be speaking with you. What can you say to people who don't really like online content, who want to see something? Mm in print. And so, so many of the print now, I know there's still Rollier, there's Adventure Cyclist, there's Bicycle Quarterly, there's Bicycling, which is barely, you know, I mean, it's still out there. Um, but we've lost a lot of those, those subscriptions. And I'm not sure, I know the world has changed, but you know, if the internet goes down, so does escape. And, and so I'm just wondering, <laughs> that's one of those, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I'm just wondering if there's any way that that Escape is is looking at the possibility of offering anything on paper, and maybe not. I, you know, it's maybe the wrong question, but it was one that came no, up for uh, us. I don't think it's the wrong question. I, I think it's actually a really interesting question. So, print is really hard from mm -hmm. a business perspective, and, and expensive. I think that's. And very oh that's why that's why it's so hard right is because it's very expensive and that's why a lot of these legacy print publications are 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 shutting down like as much as I would love to just be able to say you know sit here and say it was you know that the, the news print is gone for for nefarious reasons it's 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 more because it's almost impossible to make money 
in print these days. Uh, not that it's not completely impossible. There's, there's some really like Mountain Flyer does a great job. Um, there's a couple, you know, sort of great, like, almost like coffee table style magazines great. in the outdoor space and things. Like that. It, it is, it's possible. I would say it's not really our area of expertise, first and foremost. Um, that said, I love print. I still have the Vela News, the first Vela News where I had a byline, right, in 2010 or something like that. I still have that, you know, sitting around. Uh, I will always have, have have an issue of that somewhere floating around my house. I would love to. I, like, I would love to do uh, twice a year or something like that. But in year one, our we're 100% focused on on just <laughs> just getting our feet underneath us and making sure that we can provide what we're promising, uh, which is on, which is online, right? Uh, I would see print as more of a a nice perk for members somewhere down the line because it's just such a nice thing to to you know to get something in the mail and to be able to thumb through it and to to kind of sit with it longer than you get to sit with anything online and and that's certainly an ambition. But uh, then I go look at at um, how much printing costs these days, and I say maybe later. <laughs> I think we'll get to that. We'll get to that somewhere down the line. <laughs> if it was part of the discussion, just because you know, if you get enough people who ask the question, then you need you can look yep. at it as maybe there's a way to fund it, and and it is a it is something that needs to be funded separately. I understand that. Oh, I believe me, I understand printing and mailing costs are outrageous. Uh, so I do yep. get it. But it was just, you know, one of those things that was in my head. So I had to ask. I think the logo lends itself well to a magazine. I think that the, uh, the name lends itself. It lends itself well to something with a bit broader appeal. It could and, be a big newsletter, know, also, too. It could be some sort of yeah. a newsletter, you know, like an eight page. Yeah. newsletter. I don't know. This is just my <laughs> my marketing mind is going off in all these directions because I love the concept of escape. I think it's a great idea. I love the concept of journalists getting paid for their work. You know, it's interesting. I kind of equate it to bike mechanics who don't get paid mm -hmm. for their work. Uh, having, by the way, live... by the way, if you're a bike mechanic, out, I, I, it's worth. I want to mention this, so it's it's worth mentioning. If you're a bike mechanic, if you work in a bike shop, or you know, mechanic or not, you work right. in a bike shop. Uh, a a membership with Escape Collective is ten bucks. So 90% off uh, because we think you're awesome. And we also think that you're probably criminally underpaid. Uh, and yeah. And so if there's, there's a, in our FAQs right now, there's, there's a link, go, go click on that. And if you work in a shop, we'll, we'll take care of you. That is worth mentioning since you brought up the, the bike shop thing. It is worth mentioning since we have a bike shop. <laughs> <laughs> However, as a journalist, I wanted to join I, I was never going to mention that, but I did see it. I forgot mm -hmm. that I saw that and I should have put it in the questions yep. that I asked you. That's awesome. So if you work in a bike shop or if you are a bike shop person, 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. collected. Now this is a yearly fee. Yes. Not, okay. not monthly. Yeah. That is, that no, is, no, that I, is annually. I mean, as it's not a one-time thing, you're joining it and you're, you are an, a revolving member. So every year, are you going to do it on a calendar year? Or are you going to do it from the day they sign up? It'll be from the day you sign up, uh, and 
Yes, and, and obviously, the, you know, you have the ability. We'll we'll send you a, uh, an email a couple of weeks beforehand and be and basically say, hey, you're about to renew. You know, it's about it's it's about to hit your card again. FYI, if you for whatever reason don't want to renew, you'll have obviously you have the opportunity to to cancel at that point in time. We don't we don't want to. Uh, one one of our big things here is like nothing sneaky. Like we just we don't want to be sneaky in any way. Uh, and so yeah, we'll we we'll very much above board and all the sort of billing things and all the rest. And uh, but it is yeah, it's an, it's an annual membership that will that will renew. And that's it's it's really important for us as a business because it allows us to then you know plan. We sort of know rough churn rates. We can plan out into the future and and make sure that we're we're sustainable beyond you know the next year or so. Which uh, which is any business a year is less than ten dollars a month. So I think that most cyclists spend a lot more than that on their uh, on their passion. I'm not worried <laughs> about that. Kaylee, this has been great. I'm really glad you spent time with me today. We've been speaking with Kaylee Fretz. He is the editor in chief of the Escape Collective. So it's escapecollective.cc. Go out, join, support it. I think it's a really important thing that cycling has the best possible representation by the journalists who know what they're doing in our industry and i appreciate that you've uh you've put your money where your mouth is and we'll put our money where our mouths are i very much appreciate that and uh thanks for having me on it is my pleasure my thanks to kaylee for laying it all out there for you i know there have been other ideas to bring a more cohesive product to the marketplace but given the stellar players, Kaylee, James Huang, and others whose names you will recognize from their past work and the commitment they are making, I think it's going to be a huge success. I hope you will agree. Go to escapecollective.cc and take a look around. Remember, if you work in a bike shop, you can join for 10 bucks a year. That's less than a six-pack of Great Lakes Dortmunder for those who live, work, and drink in Ohio, I'll have a new episode of the show up next week. And in the meantime, I hope you stay safe, stay well. And remember, there is always time for a ride. Bye-bye. Joining us today on The Outspoken Cyclist with Diane Jenks. We welcome your thoughts and contributions on our Facebook page, or visit OutspokenCyclist.com to leave a comment on any episode. We will be back next week with new guests, topics, conversations, and news from the world of cycling. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and you'll never miss an episode. The Outspoken Cyclist is a copyrighted production of DBL Promotions with the assistance of WJCU-FM Cleveland, a service of John Carroll University. Thanks again for listening, ride safely, and we'll see you next week.